that's where leadership you know, is important. When Japan bashes Japan, that's a political move. You know, wow. Going mm-hmm. in front of the Christ mm-hmm. people when mm-hmm. they're emotionally down, mm-hmm. you know, wrapping mm-hmm. up the thing. Mm-hmm. I think they're getting on to Gebhardt yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shame, you know, because a week later, Governor Ashcroft is in Japan telling the Japanese to come over here to invest or look at St. Louis or Missouri. And, and uh, yeah, it's working against mm-hmm. each other. One group is going over, and no fool would uh, come to this country. Get part and that part is so well known in Japan, mm-hmm. you know, as bashers. Mm-hmm. And so the governor has a real hard time mm-hmm. convincing other people to, you know, spend mm-hmm. their dollars mm-hmm. here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in that process, everyone in Missouri is suffering, you know. And they, they should get together and not just make lots of political hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, but that's back to life. Uh, Mariano would be interesting because he went with uh, Governor Barr. Uh, did he go back? Oh, Yeah. He went with Conway and Shamo mm-hmm. to Japan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Hearing he would tell you, mm-hmm. you know, how, because Mariano was telling a story once about Gephardt. Gephardt called him up one day and he said, I'm going to Japan. I need help. And so Mariama is always very helpful. He says, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, he says, I'm going to Japan trying to find a sister college for electrical college. And I'm going to do such and such. And so Mr. Mariama, in a very polite way, said, you know, Japan, your, your name is you know, close to mud, you know, <laughs> because of the fact that it's <laughs> yeah, but you know the American way is uh, you know you say everything, but in the Asian culture they remember uh-huh. you know some of the things that uh, anyone says. But I always feel that yeah, it's just a matter of education that if you if we could get to Ashcroft and get part and get him in a room like this, and as an American, tell him how ridiculous each side mm-hmm. is, you know, he's Republican, he's Democrat. But in that process, we all suffer in Missouri. That, that's not what they want. They yeah. want to get elected. Yeah, they so want to they get have elected. To use yeah, they use their... Mm-hmm. You, they may definitely believe, you know, but, yeah. but <laughs> they want to get that, elected. That's, that's politics, I guess. Uh, <sighs> uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't so, want to keep you all there. Yeah. No, so, so initially, uh, this was in... Bainbridge Island. Mm-hmm. When World War II started, the West Coast people who were right at the coast, mm-hmm. they were given some like one or two days mm-hmm. notice to mm-hmm. take off. But they were so afraid to sabotage mm-hmm. would occur. So these were practically the first people who left. So if you look at their photo, you could just see them just carrying suitcases. Mm-hmm. You don't see the duffel bag. Mm-hmm. You know. mm-hmm. But the later uh, people, this is just a newspaper, and this is the entrance the camp. And when I hear people tell us that uh, we were put in camp for our protection, you know, which I think is very ridiculous, but some historians you know, mm-hmm. are believing that uh, it was the, the mm-hmm. government looking after us. But if that, that's true. The machine was always pointed towards the enemy. You know, if, if the threat was from the outside, it should be pointed the other way. But some people like to believe that because it makes good writing, it makes you know, America look good. But I don't knock America, but I think we could learn a lot you know, from our mistakes. And so if it's not repeated, you know, we're happy. And this is Manzana. Uh, but this is what I mean, dust. Mm-hmm. You know, there mm-hmm. was no tree, no lawn, mm-hmm. and we were Placed in either swampland or dust mm-hmm. bowl. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because people didn't want the, uh, just like today, no one wants prison mm-hmm. next door to right. And so we were placed in isolated areas. And uh, I wish I were at this age when I went there. You know, if I had mm-hmm. to go in. Mm-hmm. Because then I think I would have written things. Mm-hmm. 
where I could see lots of things that make some sense mm -hmm. why things are being Why not through a child's eye? Child's eye uh, is very innocent and you don't see the big picture behind and you see lots of eggs. And I filled in those eggs by reading the books. Mm -hmm. you know, but maybe things. you could put it together. The yeah. child's Yeah. There's one man who's uh, writing a book with pictures mm -hmm. from children. He's mm -hmm. getting mm -hmm. all the pictures mm -hmm. because he says a picture show a lot that was going through mm -hmm. a child's mind mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of stories that uh, is in it. My interest is the Constitution. And so, and so when I speak at the schools, that's what I understand. Mm -hmm. uh, what could happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but these pictures, you know, have explanation mm -hmm. on what I did. And then the uh, 442nd, uh, mm -hmm. uh, Joe Tanaka, that if you speak to him, he was in 442nd, but he was a University of Washington graduate mm -hmm. in engineering at that time. At that time? Yeah, at that time. So he went into service and he was more like an instructor. Mm -hmm. So he instructed a lot of the 442nd mm -hmm. boys as mm -hmm. he went. And then mm -hmm. at the tail end, he went over and joined me. Mm -hmm. So uh, he didn't. Uh, this this picture is what uh, caused caused us to uh, have good result on the uh, redress bill that was passed. Mm -hmm. uh, without this picture, we feel that President Reagan never would have signed the redress bill mm -hmm. because President Reagan was there. And this lady uh, wrote the letter which, and sent this picture to Reagan mm -hmm. to refresh his mind. Uh, yeah. and what, because Reagan was against signing the redress mm -hmm. bill. Yeah. And until this lady wrote a personal letter to him explaining mm -hmm. what we fought for, mm -hmm. then Reagan signed the redress bill. Up to that time, no matter how much we Reagan always needed an yeah. anecdote. Yeah, until we put it, yeah, that's, that's the, that was the thing. Yeah. Because the person who was close to Reagan says, the only way you could get Reagan's attention is exactly what you said. It had to be in a story form. Mm -hmm. And if it was a story form, he could see it. Mm -hmm. But if you took a big principle, it's lost. Mm -hmm. You can't see it. So he simplified lots of things. And uh, we were, it took us almost 17 years, you know, get to get to that point. And we we went out of the way to educate the uh, congressmen. Mm -hmm. And each time they educate one, they get defeated. <laughs> you have to start all over, you know, because you have to get the numbers. Do you have any of your pictures uh, from the, the camp that you were at? There are any pictures? There are pictures that were from that camp because I've seen pictures of. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have any I personal. No, but, I, but there's pictures of that camp. Um, yeah. Yeah, there are some. Of there the, are. There are yeah. some. Was this in order? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter. It's pretty close. Uh, there are pictures. I went back to Arkansas in 19, uh, four years ago, where a camp was. That's a historical site, mm -hmm. so they can't mm -hmm. destroy right. it. Right. And all that's left is an area maybe twice the size and there's about three monuments that were put up during the camp days and then there's small grave sites there and, uh, ch mostly children that died newborn babies that died in camp and our organization is refreshing that area so we mm -hmm. break down so I got a picture of that recently Oh, that would picture be of, uh, that would be very nice. Yeah. We, we really like want personal pictures that yeah. have to do with someone's life so that they can make a comment on it. Yeah. So yeah. And okay. I could I could uh, bring that uh, picture. And, and some family photos. Yeah. Photographs. Life like here. Only picture I have is just uh, my father and my mother in the 1920s. No, right here. I mean now. Photographs oh. of in St. Louis of your oh. family. 
here. Yeah, I have. Yeah, but I have that. When um, you when you first came, do you have pictures of when you first came to St. Louis or when you were early early? Well, see, I came uh, in 1959 mm -hmm. because I graduated from UCLA and then I came to dental school. Mm -hmm. And that's so, why you came to St. Louis. To yeah, for the dental, dental school. school. Yeah, that was the reason why I came. So I'm more of what you call newly. Well, in St. Louis, but I think that's, I think it's important to talk about different people. We don't want to do the same thing to to you. Uh, you know, we don't want to say people, all uh, Japanese Americans came to no. St. Louis because of this. We, you yeah. know, some came for educational opportunities, some came yeah. because it came from the camps. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we need to, uh, to have people understand, we need to have them know, I think it's very important to have them know that someone like yourself who came here to go to school, had a long history in the United States. Right. And there are some people have this idea, well, you must have just come from Japan. Yeah, that's what they always, <laughs> when they first. In 1959 to go to yeah, school. So that's why it's important to have a picture, perhaps, of your parents showing that, you know, this is a family that came to the United States in the early part of the century, right. and went through the camp experience, uh, but then came to St. Louis for a different reason. Right. Uh, and for a reason that many, that many people do come to go to school. So that makes it a, it gives a, a historical yeah, I have, continuity. No. I have, this, this is what I usually give, mm -hmm. and I can give you a copy yeah. of, uh, and basically what this tells is a vast history of the Japanese Americans in the United States from the time they arrived and the type of prejudice that they faced and what went on all through, you know, That's all the years. Yeah. And the only part is I don't, I haven't updated it, uh, the redress bill has mm -hmm. passed and um, we're supposed to get 20,000 for each in Chinese that The catalog for that exhibit has, is very good at that. Yeah, so, so I, you know, I could give you this that kind of gives you a broad picture of what's happening. Um, the, I, this is, I'll give you this too because it's, it takes, there's so many things that are written about us, um, most of them now are pretty good because they got the classified information. Mm -hmm. Up to the time the classified information was released, there was a lot of guesswork. They didn't have the actual paper showing some of the plans that the government had that they were all classified. So a lot of them was guessing. But once the, it was the declassified then we found lots of things that was covered up. Mm -hmm. Now I, this was an Asian Week newspaper and I copied it, but this you know gives a mm -hmm. because that's what, that that was a purpose. In this this Civil Rights Commission finally passed uh, in the House uh -huh. Violence against Asians, uh -huh. uh, uh -huh. but this was in 1986. But I, I keep this not to emphasize no, that, but, but it gives us a very good, mm -hmm. and fairly accurate mm -hmm. historical background of all the groups. We can make a copy of no, this. I'll give you have this. Oh, good. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, good. I mean, so this gives the copy, right. which would help you, because very it has much. Korean right. and Vietnamese yeah. and Filipino. We need this. And then so at the very end, it emphasizes the violence uh -huh. that's occurring today. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, so I thought this would help. It's a, it's a quick, quick, accurate refresher of courses. And this, this is a short, when we were pressing for redress, we made this pamphlet. Mm -hmm. This is a national pamphlet, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it kind of gives a background of why we had to mm -hmm. go national. Oh, you know. And this, this has some little pictures of uh, uh, people in that period. You're looking for first Yeah, we're looking for first but we also want to make a link. I mean, I think it might be, we might, you know, we have to see how many photos we're going to have, but I think there, there may be a point to make, to use one of these striking, you know, very good photos of a camp in order to be able to, to put that scene, to make that, and we can probably get permission from one of these good, you know, we might as well use a good one while we're going to get one. 
And then if we have a photo, this is that one shown of the camp later on, the site. I mean, you can make that personal. But one of the things I think we do need to do is to make sure that people understand that these people that we're talking about were the same people who were in these camps that we are just beginning to see photographs of and to be aware of. And uh, I think it would make some sense for us in our exhibit to show a photograph, a professional photograph of, that was taken in a particular camp that in the West Coast, perhaps, or a camp that somebody was in who lives in St. Louis now, but more to show that that, you know, sometimes when you're doing exhibits, you have to be, you can't be very subtle. You have to say, well, something that's important. And you really have to show the picture, you have to use a dramatic picture to show that well, this is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so we really want it to be personal, because we really want to make the connection, the St. Louis connections, we want the exhibit to be dealing with individuals who live in St. Louis and families in St. Louis. Yeah, we need to have the background of their personal lives as it, as that personal life coincides with a larger history. But uh, as she was mm -hmm. saying originally, pictures. Well, that's what we're going to, but again, we're going to pick from these photographs what we're going to do to tell this story for this exhibit. But I see my, I see us now, and you know, we need to have this information to use for other things. Yeah, I could. I could leave this to books. I don't know if you've seen these, but this tells. Uh, this one is the initial one. You know, when you first, when you first uh, were placed in camp, and it tells pictures mm -hmm. and stories mm -hmm. about. Them. And then this is too late, mm -hmm. which was uh, okay, segregation, uh, yeah. and. Uh, so I could leave you these two books, and if you we'll wanted to copy them. some of yeah, the pictures, right. yeah, you know, you probably to, could uh, copy them. Yeah. But these are good. Could you possibly be in any of these photos? No, I looked all over. Now, cute boys. My brother was in. Here's uh, a bunch of cute little boys. Uh, yeah. I thought I saw one of my brother in here. Well, maybe I was a teacher. What's the show. title of that one, sister? We need to get ourselves just make sure we have good information base. The Japanese Historical Society in California, mm -hmm. in LA, is supposed to have lots of resources mm -hmm. and they're trying to get everything in central locations mm -hmm. that never be lost. That's a real big How many million dollars did they raise? When you were you when you've been working on this redress project here in uh, uh, St. Louis, you've been working through the St. Louis organization as part of, or you recognize as an individual your, your yeah. activity. Uh, uh, it was coordinated from the national mm -hmm. from the national organization, and we had my representative uh, in Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. and she coordinated with the chairman. Who's her father? Mm -hmm. Sam Nakano, the chairman of the uh, St. Louis uh, Redress Committee. And uh, what we basically did was uh, three of us, you know, veterans, went to uh, the Missouri House and Senate. And what we wanted from them was a recommendation that they should back the Redress Bill nationally. Mm -hmm. And we got that in, uh, one day. We got one day from the Senate, and then a week later we got in the House, and it was unanimous. There was a resolution they passed, and so that that was that, that's what most states did. That we tried to get the governor, the House of Representatives, the Senate of each state, so that the representatives of that state would know that the people in the home front are sympathetic to our cause, and so we went over to the Missouri Senate and House and told, we were trying to tell our story, but they knew everything. And we were going to tell our combat story <laughs> things, you know, to make it, you know, that our loyalty was there. But they really uh, passed it right away. There was no problem. But uh, Senator Bamford and Senator Baum refused to sign it. 
you know, when the bill came up. And the re the rationale they yeah, well Republic country. Uh, but their rationale was that if that twenty thousand dollar bill wasn't on there, they had each person would get twenty thousand dollars. If that wasn't on there, they would sign it. It was just money. You know, you said the budget and all this is you know, we sympathize with all the rights and abuses. And we said that's not the reason why we're pushing this. Not for the twenty thousand. He said the only reason why that twenty thousand was placed on there was because the congressional committee that commissioned that investigated this period recommended that they be paid at least twenty thousand. And the only rationale for that twenty thousand is not to repay us for what we lost. That's priceless. But they said the only thing that the U.S. government ever seems to pay attention to is money. If there is uh, money attached to any bill, they pay attention to it, and they will never repeat, repeat it. If they only had to say, I'm sorry, which they said, you know, they, the government said that what happened to us during World War II was unfortunate, and the government apologized. And that's what all we were seeking, you know, originally. But the commission recommended uh, Judge Goldberg, the former Supreme Court, he was on the commission, and he said, you should never just accept apology, because that was set, set a precedent so that any other minority in the future years, whether they be Chinese or Italian or anyone, could be put into the same situation like we were placed, and all the government would have to say is, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And he says, government would always do that because it doesn't cost, cost them anyway. any money. And so this is a very minimal amount, $1.5 billion. I mean, for us, it looks big. But in Germany, I think uh, the German government paid some $30 or $40 billion to what, what they did to the people there. Of course, what they did to the people there. Yeah, they destroyed it completely. Right. So when, when I use the word concentration camp, people would say, well, yours wasn't a concentration camp. Well, it was a concentration camp. But the German concentration camp isn't a concentration yeah, camp. That's did. a death camp. Yeah. And so they had both. Yeah, so when you start putting scale on, see, when you say internment, you intern aliens. That's the way the dictionary defines it. When you relocate people, that means you move someone and then you find them another place. You're not confined. Yeah, there's, there's no way to, there's no need so to compare pain. Right. Pain so, is pain. So they can't use words and say this wasn't so. So a uh, lot of this gets to an emotional stage, but all I'm concerned about is that it will never be repeated. And if we could pass that message on, then, that's what, then what we right. went through has some meaning at this stage. Excuse me, yeah, I just got a phone call. I have a child with a fever. I'm too oh, bad. Well, yeah. We've oh. taken too much of your yeah. time. No, so these are the only two items that were... Yeah, we're going yeah. to... And then I'm going to yeah. give you this book. Uh, this, this tells uh, oral history of each individual mm -hmm. you know, that we're in. Uh, because each person who was in camp there's a different yeah, thing. Right. And some people see themselves suffering. Some people see, I see it more in a broad, you know, constitutional issue. Mm -hmm. Some people see it as I lost a car or I lost something. So they're very personal. And yeah, so that's a gift? Yeah, that's a gift. Oh, gonna, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's some bitter stories in there. And there are some. Maybe you Let's will sign your gift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who should I make it out to the Historic Society? This is the Missouri Historic Society. Yeah. Missouri Historic And then I'll, uh, what I'll do is I'll let the library know that's a gift and they'll be sending you. Oh, it's appropriate acknowledgments. Well, we uh, appreciate all of this. <laughs> and um, we need to we didn't even talk to you about your family. No, I, 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 <laughs> I tapped her, so I'm going to get to you. <laughs> yeah, wow, but your family has, uh, when did you come to? I was uh, born here. You were born here in St. Louis? Ah, so when did your family come to St. Louis? My father came. He came back to the war. 
Oh, I could. I could uh, leave this videotape if you want to see it. Oh, no. So I won't have to show the slides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. That shows, that basically tells a story that I tell at the school. And he came here after the war. But why did he come here? Well, he had some employment. And how did, it, did he just go out to, how did he get the employment here? Was it from somebody that knew? That I'm not sure of. How they set up the uh, links. Yeah, whether that was between other Japanese Americans or was it other organizations involved or was simply applying for jobs? I don't really know what yes, the link is. Interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting exam. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to And was, and he had a family then? Or he came My brother was uh, in camp with them. Uh, and I was born in Poison. Uh, the interesting part is I don't think you either heard the story until we really married. After we were married. Because my father never talked about it. And it was never in the history. That's interesting. Yes, I know. And we would go to the ethnic, you know, the yearly events, and nobody talked about it. Nobody even talked about it. Until the redress movement started. Oh, that's very interesting. Unless your father got interested in the redress movement. Right. Even though he wouldn't talk about it, you were probably aware of what he had through. It was a matter of shame earlier. Yeah. They were never too sure. not having it presented in a way that was clear as to, it was very difficult, I think, for people to accept that their government would have done this, because they were looking, you know, looking for ways to find a way to excuse the government for having done it. Mm -hmm. And when that, when the Freedom of Information thing was obviously... Was, I think that was... That, that was, because it was... The best thing that uh, President right. Carter did, yeah. she was interested in human yeah. mm -hmm. rights. Right. 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 I think, you know, President Carter, he doesn't get as much credit for what he did for the individual freedom when he was reading the actual force that created the Congressional Commission to study this period of violence, human rights. I think, I think it's good that they looked at this period of life in our history mm -hmm. because once it's at that national level, is educated. Mm -hmm. If we try to educate all the state at a time, it's almost impossible. It's mm -hmm. just not We get bits and pieces on the TV, but even then, it makes the people aware that this happened in this country. Mm -hmm. Well, that exhibit in the Smithsonian, while I can see where it may have had some of his meetings, is an extremely powerful exhibit in. And you look at all of the hundreds of people that go through there every day. I mean, I was down at the it's filled with people. And people who are for the first time really and learning about this. And the other thing about it that I think is very effective is that one of the TV things that they have is somebody from the government. No, I think it's somebody like Roger, um, Tom Brokaw or somebody mm -hmm. like that. You know, that people have a lot of confidence in saying that the government what this redress meant and the actual saying this was a wrong and, and, and thing against people's civil rights. And you have somebody who people say, well, if Tom Barocco says it must be true, saying that the government admitted this had been in denial of civil rights and had been, you know. And so you really have a lot of people going through that for the first time really understanding it and also understanding that uh, a redress has been made and that there has been, we can't duck away from the fact that it was not there. I think exhibits have, I mean, exhibits have a lot of value. Right, impact, because all those people, people go home and have children and right. tell and their children. And people go to exhibits who would never think yeah. to read a history book or right. who hate history. Yeah. They always I tell like you, I hate history, but I'll go to the museum. I like history because if you look at it, a lot of things, just the names and the dates can change. Same thing is happening. Exactly. Yes, it is. Well, it's a very helpless feeling because listening to you is similar to so many other things that have happened to people, and none of it good, and everybody tries so hard, and we try, and but you have to keep trying. No one is blaming no one. 
You're coming through very carefully, very well. You just don't want You spend to all your energy again. blaming. Right, right, right. You forget what the whole issue is about. Mm. And we try to emphasize the issue is important, right. not the, right. the camp, right. how it looks. Right. But the basic principle right. that's involved right. is really getting down one one on one right. issue. Right. If we could get it down to that level where you feel that your individual freedom is so fragile that that the moment that the public raises a voice and they they name it at you, no matter whether the constitution or the lawyer it just wipes you out. Mm -hmm. And lawyers especially, they would never come to protect an unpopular cause like mm -hmm. communism is mm -hmm. one of the things. Mm -hmm. Not too many lawyers would come because the moment they defend that mm -hmm. person, they become communist mm -hmm. and, and they lose their livelihood. You can't do that lawyer. Have you ever had much help from the ACLU? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That and the uh, friends of Quakers. Quakers help everyone. They are the most. Yeah. In the Jewish population. And I was actually raised. You had help from the Jewish family? I was raised in a Jewish family after uh, camp. I went to high school in a state Jewish family. And I looked, at the in time, I didn't think, you know, I thought, well, there were such nice people helping me out. But later on, I realized that a lot of it has to do with their history because their cousins or uncles were put, you know, put away in Germany and similar thing. So their organization told their members that they all put them in San Francisco. What organization was it? The neighborhood. The neighborhood. And they took us in. Well, naturally, we worked on moving board and things like that, but we had a place to stay and then to go to school. And I was fortunate. I was a family. Father was a lawyer, and uh, so he, you know, I think he, in his quiet sort of way, yeah. so uh, I like I like it. Uh, yeah. We help each other. And I think that uh, your point that you know people don't don't start don't start out to do these things when they when they. Variety of circumstances come together, and people aren't aware of what's happening, and aren't aware that what what is a danger, what appears perhaps to not be that much of a danger. People will look yeah. at this Japanese bashing and saying, "Well, it's not that, you know, it's not that important. It's not going to affect like that." And it's very important to make yeah. them aware that these things lead to other things. Well, they so people of goodwill who don't who aren't aware of what's happening are just as guilty in the long run. I feel whenever there's an unpopular thing, but it's a right thing, then it has to be a group that speaks up. If you spoke up in division, it gets so bashed in mm -hmm. you know, all those But if you have an organization that speaks mm -hmm. one voice, then it's pretty hard to find out. You need it all, though. Yeah. You need you need it a whether it's a dinner party and somebody makes a remark you need someone yeah. to say yeah. not me yeah. but we always give the um, uh, example on the playground are you going to be the bystander are you going to be the one that hits the person or are you going to be the victim yeah. you know I mean yeah. a bystander is as guilty as the other ones. Organization. I think it's maybe it might be in the Asian culture we still have is that we're not too much making visual noise like marching and throwing stones or whatever to even if your cause is right. We rather explain to people what we do behind the scene. So even during the research, you didn't see too much marching, mm -hmm. you didn't see too much yelling, because the moment you yell, you get forced to get at you. We found that it's better to go to the source that has the power to do what you want. Most of us don't want to publicity. <laughs> no, you're, 
excuse me, what is what is life? We need to we need to find out and to come together again with the what we're looking for, which is you know, your Saint Louis life. You have family, you have children, mm-hmm. you have two daughters, you married college, one's finished, just finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is, is, this, is this what we have in mind? This, oh, is, a, this is a Korean picture of a one-year-old, but this is, is a good tie back. And this yeah, is, that's nice. And then, yeah. then pictures of today. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. maybe you got a feeling of of yeah. this. Yeah. Uh, this is a current. Mm-hmm. Current. And, and, uh, yeah, and in some sense it would be nice if you have a photograph, if you have some photographs. I believe there's your organization doing something or yeah. child playing Japanese or, yeah. or something already yeah. that ties. And something, I think the Japanese, do we, are there pictures of Japanese? Yeah, in the Japanese garden, which yeah. sort of. Well, that's really that was sort of. We only have seven pictures. <laughs> Maybe we can use the Japanese garden with, with a family with, picture, with a family picture, or with a picture of, of individuals. That, that, yeah. I think you know, picture, looking at it today, like our family, you would look at us, and uh, I don't think, at least I don't feel I have a psychological hang at this stage. Mm-hmm. Up to this stage. But now I feel that uh, we're actually enjoying the good life. But uh, we could have had this good life if we didn't have the interruption mm-hmm. a whole lot earlier, mm-hmm. almost 20, 30 years earlier. I, I really cry actually for my parents yeah. because they died without seeing where we're at now. Now we have equal rights. But our parents died. They're still struggling. But you turned your anger into something positive. Yeah. And I'm sure they'd be proud of you for that. Yeah. Our parents, like my father, he came to this country. He just worked all his life. 16, 17 hours a day, like a week. And what little he accumulated lost it all. And I could see myself because he was about my age. You know, he lost it all. I'm thinking at my age now of retirement and living off, you know, mm-hmm. your life's work. And to lose all that and have to start all over, that's, that's mm-hmm. a hard thing. It's unfortunate that the, the society's climate wasn't right to have had it in their lifetime mm-hmm. because they would have so our parents aren't getting anything. Yeah. No, they're not getting monetary journey. I think the apology, I think, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Because that's all we were looking for at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'd never get it. We thought the government would be too proud mm-hmm. to apologize. That was the easiest thing yeah. because it didn't cost them any money. But it was psychologically yeah. very important because it, it told a lot of other people who were uninvolved that the government had made admitted that they made a mistake. And the right. United States government is not, not very often that. Yeah. admitted yeah. they've made yeah. a new mistake. Yeah. And that's very powerful yeah. to the rest of the, of the yeah. community, the uh, you know, Caucasian community. I remember when I, this was in 1972 when our organization had a national convention in Chicago when this Regis issue was first brought up. And that shocked me. We were talking about social security rights mm-hmm. and things like that. And the young people, the 18 year old, 19, the college group came storming into our convention, you know, with a band on their mm-hmm. head. And they just made noise because that was how they protested. Mm-hmm. And we looked at all these really, really kids. What are they doing? And they talk about reparation now. They called us wimps because we never spoke of what happened to us. Mm-hmm. And they started to learn it in college. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And they demanded that we do something about it. And we just ignored it the first year. Mm-hmm. It took almost three years. To so it came from them? It came from them, from the children. It didn't come from us. If, if our children didn't, didn't stand up for it, 
this would never have occurred. We would have died with it. This story would never, would never, would never been told. We would just die. But our kids put to the shame of us, and they raised such a wrong you know, that we said, "Well, we'll form a committee like any other committee." Yeah, and I think there is that, you know, it's a holdover of 
of uh, uh, racial kinds of things yeah, that deals with Asian people. Well, he points out in, in one of his talks about the corporation Japan when it buys Rockefeller Center, the headline reads, Japan invades New York. Mm -hmm. So he says they're re-emphasizing mm -hmm. that, that kind of feeling. Sells papers. But, you know, I, I have, uh, whenever I speak out something like this, you feel like, now, am I, I I'm, not, I'm speaking for America, mm -hmm. you know, that this is what I'd like to see the country do. But because they see me, you know, if you see, the no, yes, Japanese, well, you see a Japanese representative trying to color mm -hmm. something. Well, do you stand there and say to them, I, you know, I am an American. Yeah. My face right. is my is a heritage yeah. that came with me, but yeah. I am yeah. as American. So that's like that yeah. wonderful quote, which I can yes. get it down straight. There's a quotation in that, in that article, and that's vivid about the Japanese-American women that says, a woman is, I think it's a daughter saying to a mother, but somehow somebody's very saying, but I am so conflicted because I am, I look, I'm Asian on the outside and American on the inside, and the mother says, no, you are the face of America on the outside. But the, the interesting part... And that's what people, uh, you know, that's what is so difficult. We tend to even believe that the face of America is not an Asian feature. No, it, it, is, is, yeah. it is white, Caucasian, right. and that's the thing that we've got to just break down. Yeah. And it's but so you know hard. something, it isn't just America. When I go to Japan, I become an American. Oh. And I am treated with the same prejudice that you would <laughs> find over yeah, here. Yeah, who are at the Chinese who the go to China. The only place that maybe Hawaii. I would yeah. feel fairly accepted would be Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. But when we went to Japan, now they treat us like dirt. <laughs> you know, and I'm speaking my Japanese, and then later I found out that my Japanese is ancient Japanese. Yeah. It's a country Japanese, which automatically lower me yeah. to uh, country hick. Oh. You know, and and it's that I talk like I'm retarded. You know, in <laughs> Japanese because it's like if you learn, say, German or French right, yeah. for the yeah. first time, you're not going to speak like a French, right, but you're right, not going right. to speak like a hick. Oh, yeah. And uh, so in Japan. I mean, they, if you look at it, they are the most prejudiced oh, people, yeah. Oh, yeah. but they keep it below the right, surface. Right, right. And here, we're honest enough That's to right. yes. show our prejudice, but they keep us out. And so, when I went over there, probably, you know, we're, we're scums, you know, that, uh, and, and so one of my friends said, the mistake you made was you spoke Japanese. He says, he says, I know Japanese, but I don't speak it. I says, I speak English, you know, and that automatically tells him that, yeah, this is America. And he says, I get treated maybe a little less than America, but at least I get treated better, you know. And, and I thought that is a gem. But then it's very inconvenient to me. Well, you know, one place now, I mean, that's interesting. I was at Berkeley uh, for about 10 days, last month. And the new chancellor, chancellor, yeah, Chinese, is, uh, uh, and that they, the, the undergraduate student body at Berkeley now is more, more uh, minority than the, the uh, Caucasian, white Caucasian is the minority right, now. Right, right. And which was certainly, I mean, that was, I said, it was like Hawaii. I mean, you walked around Berkeley and Oakland, and it was the only, really, the only right. American city that I have been in where you are just as. It's a complete mix. Right. A complete mix. You just like to see you know, all, 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 all the understanding. See, here, here in St. Louis, our kids are not in America. So I feel that uh, the only Japanese, say, about 15 years, 20 years, the only Japanese that's going to be Japanese are Japanese business. Mm -hmm. Most of our kids, their kids are going to be in America. Mm -hmm. You look at the, you know, like uh, Anna Krasna, mm -hmm. she's a daughter of Japanese. First, mm -hmm. but you look at her; she looks, but she doesn't look at mm -hmm. And her child, and her husband is Caucasian. Okay. So now her new baby. Yeah. So she's going to. Exactly. Um, yeah. So 
we're, you know, we say we're slowly going to disappear because you're not, we're not getting mm -hmm. any more <coughs> Japanese immigrants. Mm -hmm. We're getting Japanese businessmen, but we're not getting immigrants. We're, well, so we're going to be. Now you have all these Jap Japanese students, though, that are coming to these colleges. Yeah, that, yeah. And yeah. Well, you are going to have young Japanese in this country. But they go back. They go back. They, they might get married. Right. But they <laughs> Is there a possibility? That's right. They will go back. Like the pi where these pictures came from, that woman, the mother, is a friend of mine. These pictures oh, that oh yeah yeah uh, there is they're Korean, so they're new to the this country. Year. There is no way she would have allowed them to marry anyone but Koreans, and right. one was a picture bride picture. Yeah. First generation. Yeah, that's it. But I mean, her generation, the only thing she has a Japanese culture. But she still looks at Korea, of course. <laughs> 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 He's laughing at you. <laughs> Generation. Yeah, 15 seconds. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the tail end and of the I, second yes, I finally, but That was one thing I learned at that exhibit. Uh, East, the Nisi. Nisi. Now, but they, they knew those, but now they have Yonsei. Yonsei, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's weird. And the Isi is the born in Japan. Um, born in Japan. Our parents. No, 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 no. The Isi is the their first generation. No, alien. Not Isi. I S S E I. Well, in this book, they're the first generation, and they were born and raised. Yes. Then the first then. Aliens, they call them. Right, that's that's what they were. That, and that, uh, but the uh, that if you ever get a chance to see that exhibit? Yeah, we gotta go up the there. The one in uh, in Oakland. That's such a nice. The exhibit. Ronald Takai, he's from the Berkeley, right? Yes, yes. And he's yes, just got a yes, new yes, book out. Yes, 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 yes. That's for these tapes. Wow. May I call you John? That is oh, just yeah. a, a lovely exhibit. I didn't like any of their other things. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to see that baby.